Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Download Required, the official comic book and pop culture podcast, The Canton Repository. I'm Cliff Hickman with Joe Scott here. We're back. We're back. We are back this week after last week's marathon session, Joe. Yeah. All sorts of uh, great stuff to talk about this week. I'm front and center. Out front and center, and that's what we're going to do. We've been talking a lot of this stuff going on behind the scenes, Joe. I think we're, what we're going to do today, focus on the stuff that's actually on shelves that we like. Probably, because right God knows we talk about the other stuff and just nothing but make us angry. It does. <laughs> it really, like, or it bums you out. After the weekend, I, well, I won't get into deep. After the weekend, I'm not in the mood to get angry. Yeah, yeah. No stuff. kidding. Or uh, say things Need like... Need a change you know, of pace here. I, I agree. I, I totally mean, agree. as much fun as it is to say something like uh, C.B. Sabolsky. Yeah, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's try that one more time. Yeah, C.B. Sabolsky. There it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna give we're gonna give him a break because if yeah. anyone deserves a break, I think it's CB Sabolsky. Yeah, I'm sure if he's listening this right now, he's probably yeah, he's probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, I hate you too. That's right. I don't know you, but I hate I don't know you. who you are, but I hate you. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he probably say, no, those two men are very entertaining. That's like true. Uh, oh, I'm sure you're. We're put, we're putting out quality quality stuff here. I mean, quality, this is good radio. Almost, you know, <laughs> probably arguably more quality than any Marvel book That's on the stand. Probably, but true, I said we yes. weren't going to go negative. No, we're not so. going to go negative on that. But one we're both excited about, though, just to get into the books of the week. We yes. have James Bond Origin by Dynamite Comics. First issue is out today. Yes, reimagines James Bond during young during World War II mm-hmm. and describing what his origins would be like. Starting in that and now period. this and this is canon too. This is actually this, this would be like this is based off of Ian Fleming's. Ian, Ian Fleming himself was in the uh, in you know in World War right, II. Right, right. Was around the world right. and various. They said he was one of the guys that actually helped the United consulted with the United States on the formation of the OSS. Which okay, became like the CIA right. later. Right, but he was heavily involved. In I mean, he was actually kind of. Well, he a was real a spy. James Bond. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. yeah he was a spy. And he I, was. I know there was a that documentary on. Uh, it's called Everything or Nothing, and it was it was kind of a. Uh, it was like basically the story. It took you from James Bond. From Ian Fleming being in the war and, and actually being a spy to actually like him coming up with the character of James Bond and writing the novels. It took and, some time. and then it took you through all the movies, actually talked to the guys who got to play James Bond. And, and I mean just it was very fascinating just as as a whole. It's just absolutely a yeah, you fascinating don't, you don't see character. Stuff like that, you don't. You really, really I, the don't. This may be Tom King. We'll talk about Batman later, but right. he did time in the CIA. That's yep. what he did before he wrote comics. So wow. It's Jolly. not a Unheard of. It's not unheard That's of. Crazy. So. Well, but this again, going. This back is to awesome the, because well, here's it the thing: takes it back to its roots. It does, and I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that you know this is written. Now, who who wrote this? 
Do we know who wrote this story? I think it was. Uh, I think it's Jeff Parker there on the cover. He's written a lot of stuff over the years. He now I'm wondering if around. he's going through like if he if he gained, he gained access through all this through like Ian Fleming's I, short it, stories it's, or it's or stuff from the because they I mean, did Casino Royale. Right. And what they did for the original graphic novel made by Dynamite and right. Company. They said they went through the novel. They went through his original notes. Yes. They kind of highlighted the key parts. So you and, got so you got yeah. the, you got people who've actually done their homework. They've done their due diligence. Yeah, they, it's they, not you, just made. They, right. Yeah, they're not just making work. up this yeah. origin. And because and that, that, that's the thing, like a, a character like James Bond that has been around for decades. Exactly. And you don't just come up with some half you know half hearted origin story. I mean, if it's James Bond, it better be. You know, I want to. I want to at least be based off of Fleming notes. Uh, the original, he's or his original creator would have actually envisioned him as a young man and a young, you know, doing what he's doing. I think they've done an exceptional yeah. job with the license of James they did. Bond. They, they have. Dynamite like I said, they have. They have not. Dynamite's not disappointed me anywhere. Those James Bond books. I used to get them. We used to get them all the time. Yeah, they just haven't. They're doing an ongoing again, starting in November. But what they did do was they had various creative, and they almost made it like six issue miniseries, like a movie. Right. Each one of them felt kind of different, kind of timeless in their own way. Yeah. Yeah, see that's so, uh, and that is awesome. They they had the body that was out. Uh, that Felix Slider was, was uh, another yeah, one that was the American CIA right, CIA agent that was always his yeah counterpart. I think the one that uh, kind of stands out to me from a, uh, was Ben Percy, who you know he's written Green Arrow. He's on Nightwing now. We're going to talk about that a little later. His felt more like the Pierce Brosnan. Okay, James Bond. nice, nice. Just because you had the villain had the weird high tech sci fi headset, yeah. it just seemed like. You know, whereas Warren Ellis's, if you read his stuff, it's more like gritty. Right, right. Uh, Daniel Craig, very right, much yeah. grimy. You know, and Andy Diggle was kind of the same, where it's more a high-stakes political spy thriller. Okay. More so than, like, dealing with villains. Right. Or, you know, so it's kind of cool how everyone has their take on it, and uh, they've done a good job bringing that out, kind of like the movies, where some of them yeah. have... Super realistic villains, and some of them like to stroke cats and cackle. Yeah, right. <laughs> or at least, it, or, or at least, or at least their villains were for their time. Exactly. Real. I, I guess that's what they considered to be. The first one I ever watched was Doctor No, and that was with my grandpa. My grandpa had a, my grandpa had all I of them. Watch Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, we used weird. to. I used to watch them all the time. Well, I think that he was didn't the have first all of them. One. He had. Yeah, yeah, he. That was the first one. Uh, it was 1962. Yeah. Uh, he had. He had a few of them, and then I kind of we I grew up watching those with him. And then I, as I got older, I got more fascinated with them, and I wanted. I actually remember I had the entire VHS collection when they first came yeah. out of all the, you know, and now, uh, and and even like I even had like Never Say Never Again, which uh, is if you know if you're anything of a Bond fan, you know that's not an actual official James not Bond movie, kinda, yeah. but it it is, but it isn't. It's that was that tied in that whole battle of Thunderball with Kevin McClure. Who actually owned the rights to Thunderball? And uh, because the Thunderball came out, that was actually uh, I can't remember. For, I, I'm trying to remember this pieces together. I want to say Kevin McClure hung out with Ian Fleming, or was it Cubby Broccoli? Or anyway, one of those guys. I think it was Cubby, the guy that produced the, the majority of the original James Bonds. They were hanging out at a party one night. They all used to hang out. They used to be all close. I guess they had a few drinks. And Kevin was telling the story about uh, his idea for what Thunderball would have been. Well, Cubby turns that into a movie. And then Kevin's like, what the hell, dude? I gave you this. You know, and, and they had taken it to, like, court. I mean, it was a long-term court battle, which Kevin won. The, he ended up winning the case. And so, and in his way, he wanted to remake Thunderball in his vision. 
which, and at the time, Sean Connery and Cubby Broccoli were not getting along. Actually, Sean Connery and Cubby Broccoli did not get along at all. Like, right toward, like, especially toward the end of his stint as James Bond, if I remember. And uh, this is on that docu- all that documentary I was telling you about. And uh, like, it got so bad that, like, if Cubby came on the set while Sean was shooting a scene, he would stop dead on what he was doing. And he wouldn't do anything more until Cubby walked away. He said he would never work as long as Cubby was on the set. And sure enough, that's what he did. At, uh, I think, like, later years, right before Cubby passed away, which I want to say was in the late 90s, uh, he and Sean did bury the hatchet. You know, they, yeah. you know, they made, I, I, think, I believe it was a phone call, according to his daughter. And it was basically them just saying that they were sorry. But uh, at the time, back in the 80s, like I said, Sean and Cubby weren't exactly getting along. And when uh, Kevin McClure wanted to redo his version of Thunderball, which was called Never Say Never Again, he actually got Sean Connery to be in it, to play Sean, to play James Bond again, as a kind of a screw you to, you know what I mean, to both of them. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> I think that came out, and it was kind of, they said that that came out, they, they debuted the same weekend as Octopussy, which at the time was Roger Moore. And I think in the box office, the Roger Moore one beat it, which is weird, because you wouldn't see, I mean, I, to me, I, I liked Roger Moore, and I, but I liked Sean Connery so much better as Bond. Yeah. But it just went to it went to prove that because this was the actual but Octopus was the actual James Bond canon actual next installment of the franchise, whereas Never Say Never Again was kind of a retelling of Thunderball. The Octopus was the one that actually won. It has so kind of the main the full weight of the franchise, right? The machine behind right, it, right? Right. So and it, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like Never Say Never Again. I mean, that I've was seen it, parts of it. It has Kim, Kim Basinger is actually the Bond girl and. Uh, uh, I don't know what the I, Lars something or another is the guy that plays the villain, but uh, it was it was actually just really really cool movies. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I know that uh, a lot of these movies and stuff were all based off of you know Ian, Ian Fleming when he wrote all this stuff. It was all of his experiences, and it was him meeting Cubby Broccoli that actually got all of them put onto that started making movies out of it. So, yeah. which I mean, and I think the the broccoli family is still actually in charge of even the new movies that are coming out. Like his daughters are now doing them. Yeah, and there's so, been some uh, people there we've seen in the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks. Well, I think I think Craig. Well, yeah. oh, well, Craig's still signed on, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes. Craig's still, still going to do one and more. He may. Uh, there's been a bunch of interesting stuff that's come out. It was uh, Danny Boyle, the director right. of uh, Train Spotting, also created Twenty Eight Days Later. He was supposed yep. to do the latest James Bond. Wanted to cast. A relative unknown in the lead role as the villain. Right, right. The lead villain. Uh, I guess he would not back off of it. The studio and Daniel Craig, I guess, both have veto power. Okay. So either one. Well, they had to do a lot to keep Craig on because I know he was ready to walk. Exactly. So he's not going to do anything. So I, I don't know. I think someone, I don't know who. Hmm. But the the thing it says someone vetoed it and said we don't want to be taking chances with unknowns. Right, as big of a you know. Right, this yeah. big of a production right now at this point in the series. No, I mean, well, anytime, well, anytime you got something like this, especially with a with a character like James Bond, I mean, it, it's got Daniel be Craig's done it so many times. Daniel, you think he's, he's gonna know yeah, what's gonna. Work he's gonna know what's gonna work and what's not. As a matter of fact, I think my see, it's, it's hard to actually pick out which one of his is my favorite because I loved him in Casino Royale. Casino Royale is hard to beat. It, it, well, Skyfall him. was fantastic. I've ne- see, I still haven't watched Skyfall. Oh, or, Skyfall uh, was fantastic. I Spectre just, wasn't bad. Spectre 
Spectre was good. I think but the second Craig one was the one that left me a little uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, because that was a lot of jumping around. Yeah, because there was you a had to wa- strike. Yeah, you had to you had to watch the movie like five times to yeah. keep up and see what exactly was going on. Uh, I think I've seen it. I think I've watched I've it, it a quite a few times. times. And I, yeah, you're right. It's one of the ones that kind of it was almost supposed to be a direct follow up to Casino Royale, yeah. and that was it. Just and it was based have off the of magic. It whatever. did well. It was based off of an Ian Fleming short story. Exactly. So it wasn't really Even the name. It, yeah, it right. So uh, they had to flesh it out. A right, but Skyfall. I mean, I don't know. That had to be one of my favorite favorite Bonds. So I, I just I love what they did with it. So and, and like I said, Spectrum or Spectre wasn't bad. I, I do like Spectre I a lot. I do like uh, Christoph you got, Waltz. A yes, lot. Christoph Waltz. I've, I like and him you as got an uh, and you got Drax himself, Dave Bautista, actually stepping up as a as a Bond villain he, in that. He decided to star in this yeah. one without complaining. Yeah, from what I understand, well, James Gunn didn't get fired, so yeah. he wasn't complaining yet. <laughs> Wait, we're not talking about that stuff we're again. Not, yeah, we, Cliff, keep me on track that, here. Yeah. This is this is your this is well, your. You brought up, I did it because you said Batiste, and I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, we knew that was actually we knew that was actually coming at some point. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of great James Bond content on the way. As far I think it's both. I think it's just gonna be awesome. Well, I think it's gonna be awesome just actually see we actually gonna get an origin story, and especially with it being canon to the character that you know we all grown up watching and loving. So it's gonna be great. I'm I'm very very excited for that one. As a matter of fact, that I don't do. I my wife won't let me have many pull lists for myself. Yeah, but that is one of the ones that she did allow me to have. So there I will, be, I will be following it's this. It's so one. good, even Joe's wife couldn't say no. That's to right. Yeah. Him, uh, well, she, him. well, she knows how a huge James Bond fan I am. So yeah. I actually, I had, act, I, I'm actually going to think, think about my grandpa, the one that I used to watch the movies with. I thought about getting him a copy just so he can kind of see. I don't know. He's not really much of a comic book reader, but, but still, it might be kind of cool. Yeah, that's what I involved. thought. Maybe come give him, give him a shot, see what he thinks, and so, but uh, yeah. There's a lot of other great stuff out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move, we mentioned Batman earlier. We can move into that. We've got new Batman and Nightwing, and Nightwing coming over into Batman. The big the big thing coming out of this, Joe. Uh, it appears as though Nightwing is going to suffer some kind of at least as permanent as you can make it in the comic book world. Right, you know right. How that is. Some kind of permanent injury that affects him later in Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to carry over from Batman to Nightwing. Okay. They said it's going to be something Bruce Wayne blames himself for happening. Or of Batman. course. So, I don't know what it is. There's been some speculation it's going to be some something that makes Dick Grayson afraid of heights or he's wow. going to have severe vertigo. I was going to say, that's yeah, that's going to be kind of hard for him to do with his, his character job. Is yeah, all right. around, but I guess it's something that's fundamentally going to affect the character going forward. Hmm. Uh, big story that's planned in two books, uh, at least the ramifications carrying over into two books. It starts today. Right. That's a long way of me saying it starts today. You could get Batman now right. and see the start <clears> of the story. And then Nightwing, but, uh, I think it's uh, actually Nightwing came out today yeah, too, so that's probably they may have. They probably carry right into each other. Exactly. Yeah. So you, if you're looking for big happenings in Batman, not wedding related, well, this is this is kind of a big one. Yeah. You haven't really seen him and Dick Grayson team up much. Like no, no, you really haven't. That's the, true. Not in the last few years, anyway. I can't certainly think of a time when you've seen the original you know, yeah. Batman and Robin together true. for any length of time. So. Right. That's uh well. I like I like the cover because the cover is like a split cover where it has like the the it has the picture of him and Rob and the kid. And then really, yeah, Matt Wagner, the artist, his son is usually the colorist. Okay, 
and they replaced him without telling him. Oh. And they offered his son to let him recolor it or be removed. Uh, I guess they said it wasn't consistent with the series. He was removed. Matt Wagner is very, 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 very unhappy with DC Comics as a wow. result. Wow. Well, I don't blame him. He said that's that's not only my collaborator, it's my son. Yeah, know, right. So enjoy that. Co- what I'm saying is enjoy wow. that cover while you see it. I don't know how so much. It was more. just a color. Well, it was just a coloring issue. Yeah, it wasn't the, the actual. Was the col- huh. they, they, they didn't even say it was bad. They said it was not consistent. With see, what, well, I'm just I'm as I'm looking at it now. It doesn't. As I say, I'm, as I'm looking at it now, it doesn't I, seem like. I think that's a redone coloring job. I'm sure that's, that's probably right. the new yeah. version. I can't imagine the older version being that different yeah. enough to. That it would require that, being taken off a project. I don't know that colors should have to match up to that degree issue to issue. Because if you look at, I guess it has had a muted color scheme since the beginning. I will. I can. I can say to this from as uh, as a one who has been in the design world. Yeah, you generally want to keep with a consistent. No, maybe you, it you is do. Then. You do. I, yeah, I, I will give them that. That that actually does kind of help because that they should have just communicated stuff like that helps with the continuity yeah. of your story. It it just does. So I get it. I totally get that. So yeah, that's uh, that's, that's still interesting. That's very very interesting. It's cool that like the father and son can work together like that. I, I and can't I guess tell you. the story is I would about love, fathers and sons. Really? The guy that's, even oh, more that's so yeah. well. It's kind of crappy, and but it's cool that they're working together. I, I can't tell you. I, I really kind of hope that Sammy is into like art and stuff like that. As he gets older, I'd love to work on and collaborate on stuff with him. That'll be just really really cool. Then we we'll stick with the rest of DC Comics. Okay. New Brian Michael Bendis character cover. Mm-hmm. That's out today. If you're looking for more of his, uh, you know, out of DC, this is more of his Jinx world, okay. continuity, new character. Right on. Probably the stuff he excels at, right. to be honest with you. Yeah. That's out today. I'm excited to give that a read. Uh, Deathstroke versus Batman. I love Christopher Priest. This is the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been interesting. Batman receives a random piece of paper that says Deathstroke is actually Damian Wayne's father. And okay. it's been those two fighting it out for five issues now, okay. cat and mouse. So, huh. and I think we know how it ends. the ne- the uh, The next arc of Deathstroke is Deathstroke and Arkham. So. Right, right. And yeah. they telegraph uh, kind of a little who, foreshadowing there. Foreshadowing yeah. who comes out who on comes top. out on top of this one? Yeah, really. Yeah, we have the uh, Dreaming, Neil Gaiman's yep. The Sandman, starting today. You starting like today. that Vertigo there's, book? There's there. a lot. Yeah, I said there's a lot of anticipation on that one. I know a lot of people were waiting for that. So that we then I actually I well I was worried I wasn't going to have enough issue ones I think for my pull listers I ended up having one left over so I only have one here folks if you want it I suggest coming and get it as soon as you can <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last there there have been a lot of anticipation on this series it kind of snuck up on people they yeah. haven't well they don't they don't label it as a Sandman book really it's just like if you're like if you're it says at the, it's at the like top universe, but if i like but when i was actually ordering yeah. it like i wouldn't have known that was it no because there's no they haven't really promoted it no. as much as they have some of the because when people found out about it right they've been really excited right from what we yeah. can tell we've had i've seen people come in and mm-hmm. ask for they it, have been so. asking for it yeah so there's, there's there's some heat to that one there's some heat to that one and uh that's uh that's pretty much that looks like a good look at DC Comics. Yeah, that's pretty tall for DC this week. I don't, I can't, I, I don't think there's any other bigger ones that came out that I knew of. No, those are the the biggest. And then we can take a look at just some other stuff I'm excited about. How about Call of Duty Zombies number one? Yep. From Dark Horse, if you want the new Black Ops Four zombie story, this is the same writer that wrote the video game, that's Jason awesome. Blundell. 
the developer has actually written the comic, so it's not like they just hired. No, this right, is right. like what happened. It's it's what happened. That is cool. So if you're interested in the Call of Duty Zombies, there is a comic. Yep. Look, cover looks great. It does. It really does look cool. So I'm I, I'm I really kind. Of, I'm not really much of a Call of Duty person, but I love to, to see oh, stuff like it. this actually come into like comics and because it does, it opens it up into yeah, a exactly. whole different medium. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Kind of maybe grabs the attention of, of somebody else. Uh, right. Exactly. So if yes. you're hearing this and love Call of Duty, uh, I'm picking it up. Right. I'm picking it up. I think it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Art yeah. looks great. Uh, you got WWE NXT TakeOver, a new weekly series focusing on NXT. If you don't know what that is, it's where basically anyone newly signed to WWE, it's a system they set up a few years ago where they get sent there as kind of a training, kind right. of a training program for the main roster. Okay. So it's like, it's weird now because you see guys in their late 20s, early 30s being sent there. Right. And I'm kind of like, does Adam Cole really need training for the main roster? He's 27 and has been awesome for six years in Ring of Honor. I, apparently, they think he does. Yeah. But this, I mean, you look at the cover, you got Finn Balor and Demon Gear there in the front. He was a huge star in Japan before okay. he came over. Even he had to start there. And, of course, huh. he's, his run there is still kind of See, I'm not familiar with the WWE stuff, but, yeah, yeah that, that's really interesting. Yeah, he's kind of fizzled out on the main roster. I think he got up there. And there's, they look at different things. I think in NXT, they're less concerned about size. Right, right. Uh, Prince David, Finn Balor, whatever you want to call him, he's only about five foot ten, five right. foot nine. I think they kind of frown upon that. Mm-hmm. When he's gotten to the main, you know, he got the title once. Immediate, he finished the match despite just completely separating and tearing his shoulder. Apart. Right, he was out a year. Okay, tough guy to go ten minutes with a. That busted of a shoulder. Yeah, really. And I guess they've never really trusted him, which is a shame because I, you can see the paint. I love the the whole demon attire. Yeah, the whole Irish myth. And yeah, everything yeah. about it could be awesome, but like most things with WWE, it's it's not. Right. I mean, the NXT. I am excited about the book because I, I like NXT better than I I do the main stories. Right. Although the main comic has been good because they mostly focus on the past and not present day. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like if you don't like present day, even the main book. Is usually something from the last few years that's uh, right. a little. I, I guess recently they have been doing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which is like a year old. Right, right. But those two are awesome. Yeah. Fans like those. That'll sell. Yeah. And I, I, you should pick that up because yeah. those. I guess those two actually wrote the writer. No, that's they cool. cut a promo on him for like twenty minutes saying how they should have been in this a long time ago and how they were held. You know, it's pretty funny. So it does. Yeah, that does kind of. Yeah. So you got you got that coming out today as well. But other than that, Joe, it's been kind of a, a lighter. When you were putting them out, it's like not as many holes this week. No, uh-uh, not really. I mean, it, well, this is kind of like the first of the month, so the first yeah, exactly. of the month of September. So, and I mean, we got a new is the Walking Dead news. Yes, it is the, the new Walking Dead. The new that's Walking always Dead started one. today. That yep. always draws traffic. And then, of course, I mean, you have you have the Marvel ones that came out, uh, which you I mean, to mention that, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, well, you saw like you had Ant Man and Wasp number five come out today. Oh, you had Astonish- four unfortunate soul reading. Right, there. right, right. Uh, you had uh, Astonishing X Men, Avengers, Unstoppable Wasp. Joe can ship a whole six thousand copies. Now that's the main. Oh, uh, exactly. By well, popular demand. By popular demand. Yeah. Popular demand. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Wasp. Is, what else do we got here? Uh, well, uh, New Captain America came out. That's a big one. That's, uh, that's yeah, exactly. That's a big one. I think. Uh, let's see what else. What Deadpool, else? What else? Deadpool was a new yeah, one today. Deadpool's yep. still fun. I, yeah, people still dig Deadpool. I mean, out of all the people that I have on pull list for Marvel... Up. It's hard to mess up. It really yeah, is. Yeah, do you really want to give C.B. Sabalski a uh, <laughs> benefit of the doubt? <laughs> so, I'm, just, I'm just trying to draw people in, Joe. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I saw Deadpool 2 finally. Movies I are great. It. Movies yeah. are great, yes. I agree. Totally agree with those. Those I, movies uh, are awesome. I really enjoyed Deadpool 2. Is that the whole thing with... Uh, are we allowed to do spoil spoiler the juggernaut? Yes, excellent. Well, they're doing these characters right. I mean, yeah. we it wasn't until the first Deadpool we finally got in a, a, a Colossus that was Russian, yeah, exactly, and done right. Yeah, so yeah, he was. I like Colossus a lot. Yeah, and all the characters are not not the person I would expect to be uh, the moral center for Deadpool. I would yeah, never, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I would a lot. I remember the talk a lot was that uh, Patrick Stewart said he'd come back and play. I would one more time if it was with a Deadpool movie. I would and love to see that. That would be awesome. Who would not love to see that? Well, you saw I, him messing with Cerebro and it like explodes. Well, they uh, well, I, I love that scene where the, where he's in the X Mansion. He's like, out of all this movie, we can't get any other X Men in here. And 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 right behind him is like the entire the new cast of. Uh, like yeah, uh, from Beast, yeah, Beast just kind of closed, and 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 back there is uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and like they're all standing back there, and uh, Evan Peters, and Water. they're all just kind of like closing the door slowly. <laughs> he's in the Professor X's chair. Yeah, yeah, he's in Professor X's chair, just rolling around, <laughs> which uh, which completely screws all that up because that because that puts the old that new X Men cast in a present day time. So, but yeah. I think that was supposed to be the that was supposed to be the gag. Chair, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you were probably going to get. Famke Jansen and uh, How about uh, the cameos? James Marsden or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you have the, the Brad Pitt. You catch the Brad Pitt Brad one? Brad Pitt yeah. was He was the invisible guy. Yeah. Or the, the Vanisher. The Vanisher, yeah. He was visible for a few seconds. Yeah, as he's getting electrocuted. And, and this is the one no one knew until Ryan Reynolds uh, yeah, told people um, about it. Matt Damon, Matt Damon yep. is in Deadpool 2. I know exactly where he was, too. And you're going to see right when Cable comes into the future, there's yep. two rednecks arguing about something. They're arguing about butt wipes. Okay. I kid you I, not. I was That's what it was. That because I'm looking. I'm, re- I'm as I'm watching this. I'm like, first off, I know this guy. He looks familiar, and he's talking about diaper wipes yeah. or whatever, and I'm, as opposed to toilet paper. One is Alan Tudyk. The other one is under heavy makeup, it's, and I guess. Ryan Reynolds said, "No one, not the director, not the cat. No uh, one knew it was Matt Damon. They made him up so, he- and he's under a fake name. Yeah, I forget what the fake. I looked in the credits and laughed. It's something <laughs> obviously <laughs> made up, though. Well, David, you showed about because he was just in uh, Thor Ragnarok briefly. He had a little cameo in Ragnarok. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I, it's been a okay. Been never, a he, when, weeks. They, when when Thor first gets back to Asgard, when there he's watching that play done about Loki's death." Play Loki, I believe that, or I think it was Loki he was playing. That was Matt Damon. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh yeah. I I don't know who the guy that was playing Thor. I forget. Uh, but ah, shoot, I know. But that's it was funny. It was right, it was, this little it, yeah, it was right before, right when Thor got back to Asgard. He was bringing the the head of that thing, and and that's when he actually exposes his father to actually be Loki. I did so, like the the whole actually you mentioned the van. what happens to them when they jump off the plane. I don't want to give it away. But. The, the oh whole the, the whole gets, team yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I love the, I love the ending when he gets I, a hold yeah. of Cable's bracelet yeah. and he goes back and like undoes all of the 
<laughs> there's some good stuff. If there's a, a lot of good of the, stuff in there. Yeah. If you're a fan or critical of something, yes. like, I, I think you're gonna. Like, you're gonna love. I do. I'm, I'm just gonna spoil this one. I don't care because uh, it's been out long enough. Everyone's seen it. Yeah. I love that he goes and shoots himself in the Wolverine movie. Origins. Yeah, the yeah. Origin movie. I love that. And he, he, just keeps shooting. And he just keeps shooting. He's in there talking like, "How's it going?" Bang, 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 and he's just just shooting and shooting and shooting. Well, the best is <laughs> one of my favorites is when he he shot himself as Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. He's like. Green Lantern. I've been waiting for this script forever. Yep. And then a bullet, yeah, comes, you know, the bullet comes to the back of the head. And he's just sitting there with a smile, doofy smile on he's, his face. He falls over. <laughs> he's like, "Trust me, I did you a favor." Or yep. Something like that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was that. That was those, to me. That's that's one of those movies that got better. The sequel. The sequel was much better. Than I the first agree. One. I, like I liked them both, but the the second one was so much better. And Char- and James Rowland as Cable. Oh, dude, Rowland's just killing it yeah. this summer. He. That, he has to be like the most successful actor of the summer of 2018. I with agree. his, you know, with Thanos. doing Thanos and then now doing Cable, dude, like, the guy could not miss. Beat that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you remember he was also in uh, Men, Men in Black Three. Wasn't yeah. he the one that played like Tommy young, Lee Jones? Yeah, dude, and young. he was. My father to this day still thinks that was Tommy Lee Jones with makeup on. He had yeah. no idea that was a different character, a different actor altogether. He sounded just. He sounded like him. Talked get like down him. to the way. All right, Slick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We'll go get him. It was fantastic. <laughs> that guy is just one of those actors that he is. He, he, the guy is just golden, no matter what he does. Yeah, and Cable was a little different. He acted more like Bishop in the comics, where he was. I kind of thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a twist where usually he isn't so proactively aggressive. Right. About, right. You know. But still, still, he did a fantastic job. It was still a great story. It was a great, great I, movie. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to quibble no. much about it. I just, it was, Absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it was just another one of the great, great, great movies that added to the arsenal of summer movies of 2018. Because Which have been it, really good for the They have. Part. Oh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we did not get a chance to really see... Uh, I we we seen Avengers obviously and we seen Deadpool. Uh, I got to watch. Uh, I watched some of Jurassic. I watched Jurassic. I didn't World see Jurassic World, which uh, that was fun. Was that good? I mean, it, if if you go to Jurassic, I mean, that's what I wanted to see at a, right. a Jurassic. I mean, do you want to see dinosaurs eat people? That right. if your answer is yes, you. You'll right. enjoy Jurassic. Well, these if you're were, expecting deep story, right. then you're not going to. The Jurassic. Well, these Jurassic World's movies just seem like they're a lot yeah. more gruesome than they probably were before. They are. I mean, it, this one. The first Jurassic World movie, I remember it, the body count was just stupid. This, like this I'm just like, wow, there. I cannot believe they're killing all of these people. They they did a new. You obviously you had the hybrid T Rex. That right. was, you know, well right. this one, the hybrid Raptor. Oh no. Wow! And yeah, it's super, I've got to check this out. It's when is, when is that on? Was it, was it digital yeah, yet? Next month? Uh, yeah, it should be in the next uh, couple weeks okay. on digital. All right, yeah. comes out I think October seventeenth physical. So I'm okay. guessing a couple more. So weeks. usually we wait till they come out. We get them on digital first to watch. I mean, them. there is some weird twit. There was one point, as I saw it with one of my best friends from we just like, what? Why would you? But right. that's neither here nor okay. there. Okay. I mean, uh, it was just I weird. Did? You'll see it, and you'll be, okay. you'll probably call me and say, does that mean what? Yeah. Right, is that what I think it means? Yeah. The, uh, I did get to see, uh, actually finishing up the summer, I did get to see The Meg. I that was actually de- that, that was That was really decent. Now, mind you, it's not really... I mean, what do you expect from a giant shark? It's movie? a giant shark movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, I know I had a lot of people bringing their kids and asking, like, is this okay for them? And it's basically it is. It's a dark shark. But, I mean... There's really no blood or gore. I mean, there's there's fish guts. I mean, that's like the only kind of blood and gore you really see. So, I mean, even when he eats the people that he eats, you really don't see it. 
Yeah, but I don't even think it was rated R. It wasn't. It, it was really PG-13. Yeah, no. Movie. It was actually a really cool little movie. It was like Big Jaws. Do you want to see Jason Statham fight a shark? Yeah. The Jason, yes. Then go ahead. Check it out. So what also had, had a lot of people in it. It had uh, the new Batwoman. She was in it. No, yeah. Um, she, uh, Ruby Rose. She was in it. Uh, uh, oh, Rain Wilson. Is in it. Which I didn't recognize him yes. at first. Yeah, I, you don't, I, I just, you don't I see saw, him in anything anymore. I saw his name in the trailer. I was like, that's who that was. Yeah, I didn't Dwight. recognize him at all. Dwight's yeah. back. And well, he was also... Well, it's so funny because we were watching Sahara in here the other day, and you forget that he was in that, too. Yeah. And he does... Because I, now I can't not see Dwight. Anytime that I see him in anything... Dwight Schrute. He is Dwight Schrute. That's right. <laughs> Beat Farmer. Beat Farmer. <laughs> Dwight K. Schrute. That's right. So they... Uh, <laughs> but I had... Uh, I also had... Uh, Robert Taylor in it, which Who Robert Taylor, <laughs> Robert Taylor was actually in that show uh, Longmire, uh, which was oh, a Netflix. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? That's a that's, great show. That was not. I wanted to check it. That's out. what my, my father in law and I we watched. Uh, I mean, we we watch that every Thursday. So that's, that's a fantastic show. That's that was one of the shows. I think it started out on like A and E, and then it, it but. It Sorry, was that, like, that, but they they, they weren't get they weren't getting sponsors, so Netflix picked it up and carried it on. So, but uh, but yeah, no, the Meg was actually really good. And then uh, I'm trying to think of other movies that came out. Oh, um, the new uh, Eli Roth's uh, Death Wish. I finally got to check that out with the, yeah, dude, that good? good. It's real good. I had it pre uh, I had it pre ordered on 4K physical. They canceled it without telling anyone. What? Like they just didn't do really? it. Really. They did Blu-ray. Why they would, did not do the 4K. I don't know. It did not do well in theaters. I don't. Think. I don't think. No, it did. Well, how was that? Because Eli the movie Roth was good. Really bloody. See, now here's the know? thing. No, there there is a lot of blood. There. I mean, there's blood. There's gore. But I mean, I I'm not nothing overly saw all that stuff. Not got, very you know, overly. You know, here's the thing. Saw. I never watched the Charles Bronsons. Yeah. So oh, I did. Yeah, all right. So yeah. Charles Bronson. So let me ask you this. All right. Now, let, 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 if you can give me a little insight, I kind of imagine that Charles Bronson was—he was just a good family man. His wife got killed, and he grabbed a gun and just started shooting. Well, it—it it was kind of more. It was multiple family members over multiple movies. Like he lost more people. It was like the Die Hard thing. Like how many times can a guy lose what he lost? Well, I'm talking just the like, first Death Wish. The first it was his wife. Yeah. yeah then okay. later on it was. His now daughter, let me ask you: this, Was yeah. he a doctor? Uh, yeah, I believe that. He was a doctor? Okay, so because Bruce Willis yeah, is a doctor in this yeah. one. Okay, so they kept that one in. Oh, his daughter dies in the sequel. In one of them, yeah. Oh, okay. So that See, was now, what set know. him off so they're probably, they're probably That's probably going to set you right down, because I know the daughter survived this one. Yeah, that, but, I think that was how it happened to her. Okay. I think one of the sequels. There was like okay. five of them. There okay, a yeah. See, and like, they're all good. I mean, I've seen them. I right. love Charles. Well, don't Brown. get me wrong. I mean, what well, Charles? I have to do that. Oh, I, yeah, I do want to watch this. The uh, well, you got to think. I mean, you, you, the basic concept of death was just an old man who's just fed up, tired, and going vigilante. And who else is better to that right now than Bruce Willis? I mean, yeah. you ain't gonna get no one else better to do this. As a matter of fact, I'm glad they picked him for this. But uh, but yeah, no, it's actually it's a fantastic. Eli Roth did a great job of it. Um, he did a great job of paying homage to its original counterpart, from what I'm understanding. Yeah. Um, did you also hear they're actually on set for another Die Hard? Yeah, there is another Die Hard yeah. coming. Speaking it's of which, McLean, McLean, and it's going to be like it's going to take it's going to involve a case of his past, like one of his first cases, right? It's which going to have a, a young version of him, but it's also going to have him. It's going to be flash forwarding back. And they I said love it's this be idea. Half and half, yeah, right? Bruce Willis. Well, they said Bruce Willis is going to be very. Yeah, they Very wanted, they wanted to make it say, like, yeah. it's not a cameo. Yeah, it's, it's not a cameo. He's not, going to be yeah. just as much in this movie as his younger counterpart, which I but think I is think a fantastic cool. idea. Yeah. I just hope that they bring 
the kids back. It's directed by Len Wiseman, who did I think Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because the, I love that one. They're good. I okay, yeah. Them. Then that's yeah. perfect. Um, I want to see both the kids come back, and I'd love to actually see him get back yeah, with Holly. Yeah, I, let's let's give this guy a, let's give this guy a happy ending. Because if anyone Holly, believes man? anyone needs a happy ending, it's John McClane. And damn it, it better be at Christmas time. Where's Come on, let's 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 follow the recipe here. <laughs> I want Zeus back. I want Samuel. Yes. I want I want, I want uh, Reginald Val uh, Johnson. Johnson. Yes, yeah, I want him guy. to come back as a cameo. That I would be awesome. I would love to see all those guys. Right. I was yeah. say, if you're going to do this, why not bring these guys back for one little cameo, just to kind of give it a nice final? Because I want to see the entire McLean family. Kicks you would think ass. six has got to be close. To I think the so yeah. because they've done every. They had the song. Lifrey and Lifrey and Die Hard was fantastic. Um, a good the day to Die Hard was, was eh, and I think it's only because the way they chose the setting. They chose it in a Russian setting. It was I, weird, and it was it just kind of off. And it was yeah. more like there was. It was more for humor. At times, yeah, don't so get like, me wrong. We like all Bruce kind of Willis just mowed down. Like, right. He's like, hey, will you listen to me now, kid? Right, After right, right. Yeah. Of, I mean, it was it was fun to watch him and his son kind of ca- interact each other, especially doing like especially like his, his son, son being his CIA. Like, I hate McLean. Right. I hate him. Like, I like I like it. He's like he finds out he finds his son's a CIA agent. He starts laughing. He's like, you're the 007 in New Jersey or something like yeah. that. So, I mean, I I like that because it, it is it, the whole movie to me was kind of like, uh, all right, what if John McClane was just in a foreign country and was yeah. just blowing stuff up? And they did a great job of that. Yeah. If that's what you wanted, that's what you got. So, but I love the fact that like they brought both of his kids in. I want to see like an entire McClane family reunion where they just go, because we already know that from Live Free and Die Hard, the daughter kicked just as much butt as he did for the most part. I love Timothy so, Oliphant as the villain I did, in that. me His too. He was, he was great in that. That voice yes, was just perfect. He was awesome in that. So that, I, that to this day, is one of my favorites. Yeah. I, it wasn't even rated R, and you wouldn't even know it. Was it? No, it was PG-13. No. Yeah. I have, well, I have unrated, yeah, unrated I have the unrated version. version, that's why. But it's not that different, I no. think there's a couple F-words. No, you don't, you know remember, no, I mean? you don't even notice it, because it's such a great movie. The uh, I, I know whenever that, when I used to have regular cable television, because I used to be on FX oh, all the time, yeah, whenever that was on FX, I'd stop whatever I was doing and watch it, just because. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that one. No, uh, I thought that was fun. I, lo- I loved all of them, I, I still love all Sir the Kevin diehards Smith are my favorite. Had a, uh, yeah, he had a small cameo, yep. Why are you bringing this man into my command center? It's your mother's basement. <laughs> oh, those man. two did not get along, I guess, Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith. Really? They did cop out. Uh, they, I think Kevin Smith said he had three holes on the wall of his trailer. He said he called them Die Hard 1, 2, and 3. Really? No kidding. Wow. I'd have never known Kevin Smith to not... Well, I can't say that because he apparently... Bruce Willis brings that out in people from what I understand. That's not, like, unusual. Okay. Well, I know he did not get along with... uh, Frantino, uh, the girl from uh, the girl from Men in Black and the girl that was in Dogma when she did... Oh, Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, apparently she is just... Not well, maybe, fun to work with. Well, maybe that's which why is why you don't see her in anything. I was going to say. I've yeah. always wondered because I see her and I was like, she doesn't seem like a bad actress. No, uh, she's, that, a, she's a fantastic. That's no. I guess that explains why she's. Not Did you ever watch the movie Dogma? No. I okay, that's a great movie actually. It was what a Kevin, it, was, it was a Kevin Smith movie, but I've uh, seen all of them but that. Maybe. Okay, it's actually that one's. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got to watch it with an open mind. Just keep this in mind. Even God has a sense of humor, and actually, he puts that on the tagline of the movie before you watch it. Keep in mind, folks. Even God has a sense of humor, and so that's the whole movie. And it's and it's obviously, it's obviously a very religious movie, but it's more of a kind of a, I don't know, like a 
I don't know how you kind of a spoof, but not just kind of what really. what could be, what could not be. I mean, because like, yeah, it, it, it's it's actually it does make you think. I'll okay. give you that. So, but check that one out. That's pretty cool. But uh, but he worked with her, and I guess during that, he said that he would never work with that woman again. <laughs> never work with her again. So, so apparently, yeah. apparently she's yeah, <laughs> a handful, a handful, exactly. So, but uh, but yeah, you know, we. Uh, uh, I would figure with uh, them doing a new Die Hard, they gotta. They, I would love to see like all of that. I'd love to see little cameos. Well, first I want to see the entire McLean family together. I want to see little cameos from Zeus and uh, oh Al. That was yeah. his name, Al. Zeus and Al should show up at some point. Even if Al's retired and he just kind of happens to be there, you know what I mean? Uh, just to show up to ask a question or whatever, uh, and then make it at Christmas time. Let's keep that Christmas recipe going. So that, that that's what I want to see. That's what I'm hoping, Cliffy. That's what I'm hoping for my next Die Hard movie. So we'll, so we'll see. see we'll see that. We'll and I, you know, what, actually, another one I actually seen coming out. They're doing. Uh, Steve Gutenberg actually tweeted that there's another Police Academy movie in the works. I saw also uh, Rambo expected. To okay, start all right. See, we're getting a lot of cool stuff, stuff coming up here yeah, in the near right. future, man. A lot of stuff to look forward to, yeah, folks. I'm Rambo, excited. Rambo Five started slated, or at least was in the next couple weeks. Mm. Stallone originally said he wasn't coming back. Something has uh, got to be like that person. He'll yeah. always, he still always read. Well, yeah. yeah, but he. I think if you give him the right script, uh, he'll do it for the yeah. fans because he does seem like he's about his fans. And I mean, that's kind of the reason why he's always done. I mean, even like the Expendables. I think after the second one, he said he wasn't going to do another one. And he, ended up, he ended up getting three out of it. So and he left three, but now he's kind of back on right. halfway, half on, and half off. Yeah. So now it's. A, I we think have he a got four. their attention by saying right. we're not doing a right. crappy yeah, cash but, in. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but the expendable movies are just they're they're just supposed to be meant to be what they are. They're uh, they're the they're act, they're all say, action yeah. they're all action stars from the 80s coming back together and just it was fun. Right. Exactly. It was, fun. It was very. It. I liked them all. They were all very fun. Yeah. I love watching Mel Gibson play a bad guy. That was great. He's awesome. He was, He's yeah. just. Gibson is, I don't give a damn what the guy did in his personal life. I could care less about his married life. I just think he's just a, a fantastic actor. Good Anything morning. That was a, yep, yep. That, that how was, hard is it to shoot three men? <laughs> there, I just did it. He was in. He was just also recently in that uh, Daddy's Home too. He played Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you dad. said you really oh, liked that. Oh, dude, he, dude he, him and John Lithgow are the best parts of that movie. They are absolutely the best parts of that movie. So, <laughs> I love you, Mel. I don't give a damn what anyone else says. I know that poor guy got a lot of bad publicity well, for a some, while he did there. Some stuff that was. Hey, I don't care. Like I said, I mean, I'm I'm all about your point, story. You're, yeah. you're, you're I'm all about you being an actor. You're and you're great at it. So, at a certain point, what point do you forgive? Wow. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone's saying that's right, what he no. did. But no. Oh, same, absolutely not. Do we hold grudges forever, though, is my thing. That's no, I mean, thing. well, you know what? If you're, if, like you're in a, if, you're a, if you're a movie star, yeah, apparently, apparently they, they do. do. But uh, unless you're C.B. Sabalski. I'm nothing. I'm Nagelwitz. And then in which case, there's just no, there, we, ain't, we ain't holding nothing back. No, <laughs> it's all good it is. Oh, absolutely. So, we all. We, it's all. It's exactly a good way to put it, Cliffy. It's all in good fun. We all have a good time. So. I think that's. I'm running out of breath, Joe. Yeah, I think we'll call that. Yeah, I yeah you and me both, brother. So we'll we'll be back with you guys uh, next week from right inside Carnation City Comics. Here, where hopefully we have more good news and good things to talk that's about. That's right. I just stop, want to remind stop everybody too. Us mad. But I actually want to remind everybody too that we are actually taking applications for new art students. Are there any new art students out there that want to come and? 
uh, learn from like the pros, if you want to call us pros. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you can learn from Joe. I can't even draw a stick figure. Hey, man, you know what? Like I said, come on down. to Every Saturday morning we have classes here. Uh, and like I said, I have my inker come in. My color, Stephen, works with the kids. I mean, And they all have an absolute blast. As a matter of fact, we're getting ready to do uh, Hall of Fame City Comic Con in two weeks. So we're that'll be up in 15. Like we'll be, next yep, week. Next week, we're going to hit that up. Off, uh, yeah, it's arms. one of the things that I do. If you're part of the art classes, uh, we take a field trip to Comic Cons periodically. And I get everyone in for free, and you all get to, you all get a spot at the table. I, I run a couple tables, and we all try to sell some prints and give you a chance to actually learn how to work at a comic con atmosphere. Get you, it helps you to teach work with you know with people, talk with folks, and it, it's just it's a really it's a lot of fun. I mean, being at comic con is fun in general, but the kids really seem to dig it. They they really do love the fact that you know they get to go and they get to actually see what it's like to actually work that kind of a to work a show like that, and it is it's a lot of fun. So definitely come on down. It's already here. Seems like months away, now it's here. It'll be not this Saturday, but this is it the Saturday after? Yeah, I think it's the Saturday really, after. Really, really soon. Really soon, yeah. So I know, uh, it's the 15th. I know, I know whatever that day falls in. entertainment guy, BJ uh, Lisko, just got to talk to Kevin Eastman from the Ninja. Oh, Marvel. yeah. So to, yeah, the, yeah Kevin Eastman's going to be there this yeah, year. Yeah, so, so that's he, awesome. That article's going to be coming out soon, and it'll be the, up the repository. Page. Okay, canrep.com. Can we, you can you, dude? That. Can we use your press pass to get us an interview, like a podcast with the guy? Yeah, yeah we. I'm going to try. How cool would that ask. be? Can we bring that to our fans? We can actually talk to the creator of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> How awesome would that yeah. be? All right, I'm stoked. We're going to try and do. Something. We're going to try and get that going. That'll be awesome. We are going to try and have some guests. Oh well, yeah. We've talked about it. We're going to try. Actually, yeah, you did say something about we're going to leave. We're going. We're not going to let you know the guest list just yet because there are some pretty big names on it though so yeah, we, we have a possibility we have a, we have a want list that's pretty big we have a and we have possibilities to get them on so so will, definitely stay tuned with us folks I and we'll check it out reach out and see what i can do absolutely so, That'd be nice. yeah and again saturday morning art classes starts here at 10 a.m folks right if you want come on here. down right yeah. in the back of the right art, in the store right, right in the store here yes absolutely here. right inside the store so it's a lot of fun so come on down check it out all right guys with that in mind we will see you next week just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.